0: you're listening to talking tv with liz and lindy of purefandom.com greetings listeners and welcome to another episode of talking tv with liz and lindy i'm liz and i'm lindy And uh, of course, we are recapping Game of Thrones for those of you that have been following us the last couple of seasons. Um, And this time we are recapping season seven, episode two, Stormborn. And Lindy is joining us via Skype from San Diego as she is wrapping up a lovely weekend at San Diego Comic-Con.
1: Yes, it was an awesome weekend, a busy weekend and I pretty much saw nothing, but it was so great to be here. And we got some awesome stuff up on our YouTube page and on puregandom.com. So check it out.
0: Yeah, it's been, um, I, I just can't even believe, like, we didn't send as many writers as I think people think we sent, which just shows how amazing you and our Teen Wolf Queen Meg Bonnie are. Um, they were back-to-back press rooms the entire time. And I was just sitting here as a pregnant whale, just trying to put up trailers as I could. Um, and I, I just commend you guys. You were rocking it out. And you looked fierce while doing it. Like, you guys looked amazing, which I think is yeah. really important.
1: Yeah, I went to Ulta beforehand, and I was like, can you help me? What <laughs> what do I do with my face? She's like, uh, do you have foundation and concealer? And I said, I don't even know the difference. So I got a lesson. So They're great there they really are so anyways that's that story okay Kip we can talk game of thrones now
0: <laughs> we can't talk game of thrones but since you brought up alta i'm going to have to do a quick plug for them in their brow bar because it's amazing and everyone needs to try it out and even
1: if you men anyone everyone
0: um speaking of uh equal gender talk um let's just dive right into it So um, let's first start out with uh, the return of our favorite jaded red witch, Melisandre. Um, Showing up, it looks like she got herself a fierce blowout. Like she took some time to herself, thought about the mistakes she had made, y'all. And um, she presented herself to Danny, speaking in Old Valyrian. Like I appreciate the level of effort there. Basically told her, um, I believe the prince that was promised, blah, 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 blah. Um, you have a part to play and so does another. And Danny was like, okay, so you don't think I'm the one that was promised? And uh, Missendei was like, hey, guys, um, the actual translation for that is non-gender. So prince can mean prince Mm -hmm. or princess. And I think it's fair to say it can mean one or two. So maybe it's two. People the whole time. So they did drop the whole. They finally tied up the azura High thing. So our prediction last week when we were saying. We think they've been hinting and talking about azura Through the whole Lord of Lightness. These last six seasons. Was confirmed uh, in last night's episode. With Melisandre finally admitting. You know. Azorahai could be a female, male. Or a combination of both.
1: Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't know what I. Feel about Danny being Azora. I don't know. I still think there would be one Azora high. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I still think it's John. I still think John's Azora high. But I loved that, that whole scene and I loved everything with Danny because she was so fierce. And I especially loved her talks with Lady Olana because Lady Olana is so wise and, um, and blunt. Danny in blunt and and i love that danny seems to respect her and respect everybody else but still she's like no this is what we're doing it this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it i'm not gonna break from who i am as a person and kill a bunch of innocents Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. which i think shows how deserving she is of the of the iron throne and i will say what what i loved about this episode and what surprised me was how much they are getting straight to the point everything that we've like last week, that we've been talking about, healing Jora, um, all this communication between all of these players is happening a lot faster than I thought it would, which makes me really excited about what's going to come because now I'm confused what comes after. <laughs> what well, comes after Jon goes to Dragonstone? You know, I'm.
0: They're getting straight I, to the action, and Benny and Wise yeah. did say. Um, when people were raising concerns about, you know, three less episodes than a typical season for these last two, three or more, um, depending on how season eight pans out, you know, the guys said, hey, shit's got to go down. So every episode, shit is going to go down. And they're they're p- delivering on that promise, which I totally love. And I think, um, you know, like we were saying how they're tying all this stuff together, love the scene with Melisandre and Danny and Um, I think the just to quickly go back on the interpretation for Azor Ahai, I'm going back to our original crazy theory, Lindy, that we heard in a Wizard World panel. I think this whole thing is meant to confuse us and distract us from the fact that there's a white walking dragon chilling in that wall. And, um, you know, that's the fire. That's the whole fire and ice deal right there. Yeah,
1: I think it's totally. I think it's totally possible I don't know. I feel like some of my theories are getting destroyed because of how fast everything is happening. Like, <laughs> when... When... Um, oh, hello. Come on. Okay, when Danny and Tyrion are like, okay, we're going to send a raven to John, and then they cut to the scene of John already receiving the raven, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and then Euron already got... I mean, we can talk about that scene towards the end, but everything is happening so fast, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm
0: well, gonna- I think... And, you know, I think what we can still talk about and it may be answered next episode because to your point, they're moving so fast. Um, So we're going to have to talk about it in this talking TV because next week this already may be answered. Mm -hmm. But um, of course, everyone's wanting to know how will John's parent true parentage be revealed to everyone else outside of viewers and brand. And um, we said this in one of our recent posts from this weekend when they dropped the. I don't even want to call it a teaser for San Diego Comic-Con because it didn't tell shit, which I love and appreciate. But Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, there are a couple ways we can reveal this. Uh, I think him going to Dragonstone where the dragons are, he could like Taruk Moktau that shit like an Avatar and Drogon just be like, (laughs) oh, hey, and like bow to him and Jon will just get on the dragon and Daniel will be like, oh, like you're probably Targaryen, like cool um yeah let's move let's move it along and then Tyrion will be like wait me too and then he'll get on the green one and then there we go and not just joking they're already hinting at that happening because Samuel Tarly's dad who of course was called upon by Cersei as one of um the main lords uh that she's trying to get to pledge allegiance to her um said you know <laughs> like he kind of laughed in her face and was like girl She has three fully grown dragons just like Aegon had when he came and conquered Westeros. Mm -hmm. Like you're screwed was basically what he was saying. Like you're not anywhere near the winning side and there needs to be three dragon riders and our three potential dragon riders are finally going to be in the same place at the same time with three grown dragons something's got to go down whether it's yeah. don't you think like something at least will go down with the dragons. I don't think we're going to get our actual hope of them all writing them next week, but something's got to go down with those three and the three dragons. It's too serendipitous. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think when it comes to John's reveal, I think we have to get the whole story. And I think the characters need to get the whole story to really believe like and know what happened. Um, but, yeah, maybe he'll find – I don't. yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really confused now with Jon's path, how everything will be revealed, because I thought maybe Melisandre would know. She doesn't. I thought maybe Littlefinger little Well, we would don't know.
0: know that she doesn't know. She just said, you need to call on Jon Snow.
1: I feel like she would have – I don't know. I feel like she doesn't know, and I thought Littlefinger might know, and he didn't. And then I thought Sam would find out at the Citadel. He might know,
0: too. They were back in the crypt, and you know shit goes down whenever they go down to that crypt
1: true
0: I I think I think maybe they know and I think Melisandra, despite her jadedness you know she she likes bringing the pieces of the puzzle together for the Lord of Light she's not going to do anything that the Lord of Light doesn't bid and if the Lord of Light told her you need to go to Danny and tell her to call upon John she's going to say okay I'm going to do that and she's not going to do anything more and Mm -hmm. you know she's not going to try to Overinterpret things based on what's happened these last couple of seasons. So I think she definitely, right. if she suspects it, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I know. There's yep. there's so much going on right now. It's like okay, we have to bring all these theories together at at some point. But it's um, it's a lot. It's a it was lot.
1: so it was so interesting to see Danny. And with with all of those characters that we've seen separate for so long, and then so many of them were together. It was it was really bizarre. But also, I mean, awesome. Um, can we just jump to the fact that you totally called that hot pie would be returning with better baking skills than <gasps> ever?
0: Yes. And I was hoping you would call that out. I was like, yes, see, he's preparing the bread with the brown sugar before he bakes it because he is an ever evolving character.
1: <laughs> yes i thought of you as you came on i started laughing i'm like oh god hot pie um but that was one of my my one of my favorite scenes was that when um when aria finds out that john has is back king of the north and her just her face
0: her reaction she was like oh shit like it's not i don't well, have to go on this path of vengeance yet like i can go see my fam and we can do this together yeah
1: i thought that was so cool because It was such a break in how her character has been over the last couple seasons. She's been alone. She's been tough. She's been ruthless. You know, her only driving motivation has been revenge and survival. And all of a sudden, in like just an instant, you see that facial expression and you're like, she has this hope of family again that she didn't have. And without even a second thought, she's like, got to go by. And um, I think it shows she hasn't she hasn't completely lost herself. It also makes me a little bit worried that she's going to die because she's being a bit if she chooses to be a bit vulnerable um i don't know but i think that was like my favorite that was like my favorite scene because the hope of a a stark um reunion as much as possible is what
0: i want more than anything (laughs) i know and i think that um if they kill her before she gets to winterfall like at this point i'm trying to think why because before it now looking back it makes sense that all the Starks died it's like we had to have that happen in order for redemption to be that much sweeter so she dies on the way to Winterfell it's just gonna be like really like I don't know I I feel like it'll be pointless I
1: think so too I think that maybe she'll come across the hound um out there I think something has to happen between the two of them and the they're both kind of on the road right now so I feel like um, I mean, it's big woods out there, so it'd be a small chance of them meeting up, but I feel like maybe the... Hey, stranger
0: things have happened.
1: Yeah, and he's <laughs> and he's trying... I mean, as we saw in the last episode, they made a point to show that he's kind of on his own path of redemption, and he feels bad for the way that he was before, so it'd be a good time for them to meet up, and she's got her pack, and um, yeah, and for her to make it back to Winterfell and see Sansa being a badass bitch let's talk about her um kind of holding it down in in the north while john's gone i think that i don't know
0: it's just so amazing and i want it all to happen exactly how i know it i know before we jump to sansa let's first talk about the nemeria and Arya reunion okay. um that was great and i love how they showed the side-by-side comparison of a dire wolf versus an actual wolf it was just a nice mm-hmm. reminder of how fucking huge they are um, and what she said at the end when she said, you know, come home with me, girl. And Namiria was like, bitch, please. Like, let's just go. Sorry, guys, we can't <laughs> eat this. This is my old owner, but like, we got to go. And um, in the post uh, the Game of Thrones discussion with Benioff and Wise after the episode, I love that they clarified what that's not you meant, because I was like, "Ooh, does she mean someone else had warged into Numeria? And they quickly debunked that and said, you know, that was a nod to season one, when ned stark said to aria in king's landing one day you're going to grow up and marry a lord or lady and she said that's not me uh-huh. and that's what they were trying to get across when she said to uh-huh. Nymeria, that's not you like that's not you coming home and being a house dog you know you right. you're like me you know we're we're warriors now we're on our own path um and i thought that that was just like a nice beautiful little Wrap up scene with the direwolves, but that doesn't mean that um Numiria won't show up when it comes time to do some fighting oh. and bring her pack.
1: I think she absolutely will. She's gonna be like lurking and watching out for Arya, and I think something yes. will definitely happen when Arya in danger, and Numiria will pop out. I mean, I think, I think they didn't bring Numeria in for no reason. I think, she, I think it's basically like she's to me. I feel like she's gotten Numiria back because Numiria's gonna be watching.
0: That's right. Guardian mm-hmm.
1: angel with some fangs and some claws, you know what
0: I'm saying? I know what you're saying, girl. Um, uh, speaking of yeah. another girl, let's talk about Sansa. Of course, okay. she would shut the f up um, during. I was just like, girl, if you would have waited a second, like as soon as he was like, I'm leaving you in the best hands. Like I love. It was such a mic drop when he said, Hey, none of you guys have a seen what I've seen. I know what needs to be done. I've come back from the dead from this shit. I didn't ask to be king, but I'm doing it because mm-hmm. I want humans to live so i'm gonna do the tough stuff y'all are too pussy shit to go to dragonstone let's just admit that they're all just scared to go there like let's be real he's yeah. like i've already died so i'm cool i'm gonna go there and try and mine some dragon glass, and i'm leaving you with a stark like she is the oldest next in line stark and then did you see sansa's face she was like oh like she's like my bad like i'm sorry big brother and yeah. i wanted to be like yeah can you just let him like like we talked about last week if you want to counsel do it behind the scenes and get the whole story first before you start <laughs> spewing all this stuff and then you're like oh he's actually right like my bad
1: she's just acting on emotions she's very emotional what did you um yeah i love that and i love the idea of her having a little bit of power and say um and and what goes on in this whole game um
0: of Thrones, did, of the Ivory Throne, as you called it last week.
1: The Ivory Throne, yeah. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> – I can't be held accountable for anything I say anymore. That's okay. Um, what did you take from – so I, I used to have little finger predictions, and now I don't know. What did you take from John Cena with Littlefinger, and what do you think is going to happen with all of that? when John's gone? I'm really confused as to what I think is going to go down.
0: Um, all right. So a couple of things. Um, one, I think the setting was intentional. Um, you know, they got to keep bringing that crypt in. You know, I have some, this is a, a very uh, loose theory, but I believe there's something in the crypt that shows some sort of truth to John's true parentage. Um, so I think that that was an opportunity to bring the crypt back in. Um, I also think uh, that was John. you know, we talked about how Sansa's, like, found a sense of empowerment through everything that she's been through. I think John has, too. You know, he's gotten some of his family back, and when he sees someone threaten, we've seen what he does to people that threaten his brothers of the Night's Watch. Mm -hmm. When you threaten his sister, you know, regardless, even when he finds out it's his cousin, like, she's his sister, you know, like... That's his sister for life. And he knows Littlefinger is shady. Littlefinger was there when his dad was beheaded. That's why he was like, you should not be down here. Like, you know, regardless of whether you swung the sword or not, you kind of weren't part of that entanglement. And John knows he's a selfish person. And he's like, "Right, I have to believe after you die and come back, you kind of don't give a fuck anymore. Like, it's kind of like turning 30, I found. Um (laughs) Oh my God. I'm just saying, just wait, girl. It, it's great. Um, okay. So I think, uh, I think it was a little bit of big brotherness in that. And then as far as what's going to happen after that, the first thing I thought was shit, Littlefinger's going to try and marry Sansa now because John has named her while he's gone head of the North. So Littlefinger's just going to hope John's going to die again, but it's like, hey, y'all he can come back ain't nobody gonna follow you but i think he's still gonna try and pursue sansa to forge some sort of sense of power but i don't know sansa's kind of like over his shit but she can still be easily manipulated
1: yeah i think so but i do think that he actually does love her in a weird in a way um agreed I, he,
0: I would agree with that
1: i think he will protect her also at all costs which is good since john's not going to be there um but I, d- I definitely think he'll still try to manipulate some, some shit while he's gone. But I do think that he will try to protect Sansa. Um, and I'm excited to see Sansa kind of be a leader a little bit. Hopefully she doesn't get, like, murdered. But
0: Well, whatever. and maybe now that um, you're saying that, um, it's making me think the fact that she has spoken up in those big town hall-esque meetings... Um, shows was intentional so we can say okay at least these people have seen she has a voice and knows kind of what she's talking about or not that she knows what she's talking about but that she has the north at number one you know they don't have to worry that she's just like some slight little girl it's like no she is fiercely passionate about making sure that you know the north stays intact and that she's a true stock
1: yeah, and also she spent a lot of time with the Lannisters more than other people, and she's kind of she's been around the block. She's seen some shit, and uh, she uh, <laughs> she's, she's seen some shit. <laughs> she's seen some shit, and uh, she's definitely knowledgeable about all that. Okay. Wait,
0: what wait, wait! Happened? I also want to say how awesome was it? Um, I love the uh, how John was like, didn't even question Tyrion. Like, said, no, he's a good man. He wouldn't. Yes. I loved that. I thought that was amazing, and the fact that he had put, you know, that line, "All dwarves are bastards in their father's eyes," and said to Sansa, "Like, hey, you know, he's a, he's a good one. Obviously, he hates Lannisters too. Like, yeah. he killed his dad." So.
1: Yeah, I I really loved that, and I I feel like maybe John just feels the connection because they're related. You know what I'm saying? But.
0: Um, yes. I know.
1: I, it's gotta happen. Uh, yeah, I loved that they didn't question Tyrion, and that John was like, "No." John is so... He's so sure of himself. And I just... I love him very much.
0: But he's also unsure about... I think what makes him so endearing and just... I can't even think of the word. Like the... Uh, you know, just kingworthy Is that uh-huh. um, he admits when he doesn't know. Like he said, you know, hey... <laughs> yeah it's a big risk to go to dragonstone but you guys haven't seen what i've seen like we need this and i'm willing to sacrifice myself and leave you with someone who is also worthy of being you know leader in the north king slash queen in the north to for the greater good and no one questioned him when he said that it was a mic drop because he had already done that look what he did with the wildlings I mean, he took, you know, the Northerners' number one enemy and had them fight with him to take back his home. And he's a bastard. It's like he is willing to go to where no one else is willing to go or risk. And so I think people are just like, shit, yeah, you know. Like he has humans at number one. And I think um, that was a nice theme throughout the episode as well. Uh, In the beginning when we saw various be brutally honest with Danny and say, I, ha- I keep the people at number one. So yeah, right. sometimes the things I do from an outsider's perspective look a little shady, but look at where it's brought us today. And I think it was fair for her to say, okay, great. I do appreciate and recognize that. But as a part of my counsel, come to me first before you do something shady. But it's like the same thing with John and why everyone follows him. Like he keeps the people first. Nothing he has done in his positions of power have been for selfish reasons. Ever. I told you, I agree. Yeah.
1: Very well said. Very nice parallel that you just. Uh,
0: Thank you. There. Thank you. My um, Tylenol just kicked in. So I'm feeling a little clarity. That's the only thing I can take right now. It's not a blood thinner. My back is killing me. I'm 38 weeks pregnant, guys. <laughs>
1: well, I'm, I'm happy about your. Speaking time, of well.
0: transparency. <laughs> Speaking of
1: transparency.
0: Um okay we um let's what do you want to talk about next we got to break down uh or which order do you want to go in because we got to talk about sam and we got to talk about reek the return of reek
1: okay so let's see can we do this in like let's do it in like seven minutes starting with jorah that was disgusting
0: uh that scene that switched to where hot pie worked was completely unnecessary but i appreciated it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i read something uh i was reading something i think on the verge and they were, uh, different writers were saying what their favorite scenes were or whatever, and yeah. somebody brought that up. They're, like, peeling the skin off and then switching to freaking Hot Pie. Like, that didn't need to happen in any way. Um, yeah, I think Jorah's gonna be healed, and I think it's gonna be, his return is gonna be badass. And you know that I love Jorah. Um, and I love Sam right now because he is do he's always just kind of been a sheep and done what he has been told, but he's always had a really strong moral compass mm-hmm. and he's really showing so far that he knows what's right. He knows he needs to do the right thing. He's so loyal to John, even when he's not, you know, with him that, um, you know, he's making really brave decisions for Sam. These are really bold and brave, decisions to go against what he's being told he can and can't do um, so I, I'm really loving him right now and I mean he really is kind of the key to a lot I mean we wouldn't have all this information about Dragonstone and right. you know, whatever he may find if it, if it wasn't for him so I'm uh, I'm liking his his story oh Grey Worm and Missandei we,
0: oh we have to talk about that too but yes I agree with you in Samwell's story the fact that he was like you're a Mormon J.R. more and he's yep. like J.R. mormon i was there like i have to do this like he just um which is ironic because his dad thinks he's like this pathetic person but it's like he's showing these just extraordinary feats of loyalty and honor and i think it's beautiful um but yep. yeah a sunday and gray worm so i still want to know like he just doesn't have testicles he I has that's
1: all i thought about the whole time
0: Well, and I'm not even trying to say this to crack a joke, but it's like, okay, he I think they just take the testicles so they can't reproduce because that's like, you know, taking away your manhood. But you still they still have a a penis. Yeah. But don't you. I think
1: I don't really get into like all the biology of this on here. I'm going to do some googling. I'm going to do some Googling and then we're going to have a special podcast presentation called um, Grey Worms Downstairs Mix Up. Here's how it works. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to get into some science. We're going to consult some doctors. Um, all right, I'll let you
0: lead that back. lead that one.
1: And then we'll come back and give you all of the deets on um, Grey Worm's man bits. But that was a, I, I, I was I was caught off guard by how, how, like, sensual it was and how long they drew it out because we hadn't seen any kind of loving scene, I guess, in so
0: long. But, I mean – It was about time for those two.
1: It was, and it was, so, it was so loving, and, like, they love each other.
0: They love each other. I know. It's so sweet. It's just nice to see some sort of, like, true love story. I love it. I think it's amazing, necessary, yeah, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, one of them's for sure going to die now, though.
0: I like, know, right?
1: It's going to happen. That's
0: always um, how they do it. Uh, um, okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about Euron and um that crazy, like, looked like a freaking, like, st- like, snake bridge claw thing. I was like, oh, so when people that read the book said the Iron Islands are actually badasses, like, this is what they mean. Yeah, that scene,
1: I loved that scene. I saw some people talking online about how the, I don't know if they mean like the clarity of the scene or the lighting or the way it was shot. They felt like it was kind of muddled. Um, I thought it was really beautiful and really cool. I don't, have we seen a ship battle like that?
0: I don't think so. I agree with you. I think it was, um, I thought it was crazy. I thought it was awesome. Um, I guess it took like two weeks to shoot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Also, uh, a couple of lingering questions, of course, from that. Uh, I think Yara is still alive. It was debunked, I believe, by a couple different outlets online, Independent being one, that... The person yeah. hanging from the ship was one of Oberon's daughters and not Yara.
1: Yeah, it's definitely both of those people on the front of the ship were the the sand snakes. I think.
0: Yes, I I agree yeah. with you, and I think um, I also want to hear your thoughts on so Reek kind of reemerged, and in the post episode discussion, Benioff and Wise said that as they were writing that scene, it made sense. For that to happen. As much as we all hated to see it. It's um. You know when you have some. Something like that happen to you. It can be triggered again. And yeah. um. It's, that's the realistic response. And the way they captured. The you know the crazed face of Euron. The look of just. Complete hurt. In Yara. That her brother was still this person. And then I th- congrats to um, oh what's the actor's name that plays Theon? Lily Allen or Alfie Allen um, mm-hmm. Alfie Allen's just the way he transformed his face and just kind of looked at everything and it triggered you know this weakness and he jumped off the ship and you're like well I guess that would happen you know it hasn't yeah. been that long
1: no and I mean think about the PS PTSD that he probably has and yeah, he he is trying to get better, and he's trying to be an honorable an honorable man. But I mean, really, anybody that went through what he went through, you can't really blame the guy for being like, shit, this can't happen to me again, um, and just acting off instinct and fleeing. And I think, um, well, I mean, I think we'll see him again, and I think he's going to try to make up for the decision to abandon Yara. But um, I I don't know. So what do you? how did how is he getting away like how is he um how is he get like what how does he get back to like dragonstone to tell danny what happened or whatever what
0: i don't know where he's gonna go i think he's kind of like i hate saying this but he's almost like a cockroach at this point <laughs> like you know that well that's the the not in a that he's a vindictive person kind of way but just he'll some like he may not intend to always survive like i don't think he's a survivor he just happens to keep living and he himself kind of hates it uh i don't know where he's going to end up um and i don't know if it'll be a significant place for him to end up um but i think we have definitely not seen the last of him that's for sure but I i will admit i'm a little stuck on what's next for him because we have so yeah. many other more significant things to happen. Like, yeah. I'm kind of hoping they surprise us.
1: I'm guessing the purpose, his purpose is just going to be to get back and tell Danny what happened. And then I can see them being, you ab- being like, you abandoned the fight or whatever. And I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. I honestly don't give that much of a shit about Theon, even though the poor guy.
0: So before we wrap up, I wanted to talk about, I know we kind of bring up some crazy, like, fan theory whatever that got brought up so i wanted to talk about um something that's circling online that uh also so i have a a buzzfeed article here but a lot of people noticed it on twitter last night too um in the season seven premiere you know of course we saw the hound and he's looking in the fire and he said uh you know they're like what do you see and he's like it's where the wall meets the sea and the dead are marching past and people are like Okay, so like, what does that mean? Like, why are they marching past the wall? And then um, in the opening credits of season seven, we actually see a different from season six. In season six, um, and we'll put this in the post for you guys as well. In the opening credits, you see the wall, of course, and the sea lies on either side. So you can't get past in season seven the sea has been frozen over shut up so uh i guess we can take that as an interpretation that they're literally marching past the wall
1: could we okay so one thing we didn't talk about in the last podcast because we forgot was bran so i wonder if what he saw in the what the hound saw in the fire was a little bit of a premonition of of what's to come so we know that Bran, they brought Bran into the wall. That's going to break the magic of the wall. I mean, that's how that works. He's been touched by the Night King. So my assumption is that the magic of the wall is going to break. The White Walkers bringing the storm to the wall is going to freeze the water over. And um, there's not going to be that magical boundary of protection anymore. And that what the Hounds saw was what is going to happen soon. But doesn't Bran know that he breaks? He broke the magic of the tree thing? Does Isn't he aware of that?
0: I think so. And I don't even think it's that it's... I still think the magic of the wall, we don't exactly know what it is yet or that he's broken it yet. I think what he's broken is the barrier of the Three-Eyed Raven's power with the White Walkers. So I think now Bran is just vulnerable to... Bran still has such a key role to play because he is the Three-Eyed Raven. So I right. don't know necessarily that the magic of the wall is broken, but it's now vulnerable because Bran yeah. has been touched. So I, I don't know. And we saw that um, in Home, of course, one of our favorite episodes, we saw that the White Walkers didn't cross the water so it kind of bridges this whole other theory of the water freezing over around the wall and allowing them to walk across and i think it i think it's fair to say that the night king needs a certain amount of or a certain number in his army in order to march which is why he's been collecting and now winter yeah. has finally come so maybe the fact that he or she whatever the night king is has built this army can now freeze over the water and that's why now the water is freezing and I, i i totally agree with you in thinking that bran has a part or is a part of that happening because you know he allowed himself to be seen and stuff
1: i know it's it's such a it's it's interesting because on one hand of the coin he has all this information that we need he's the key to a lot of information but on the other side the fact that he's been touched makes a lot of people vulnerable so it's like you need him but yet
0: I still need to know what his true significance is it's like yes you've been very significant in terms of audience viewers but how are you going to be significant for everyone else like oh like we need to know now but
1: I think I think he's gonna be the one to reveal John's true heritage for sure
0: or find something that proves it which I think is in the crypt I totally think is in the crypt. I think he's going to know that something is in that damn crypt. And he's going to, like you said, be the one to like tell John or Sansa or somebody.
1: Yeah. Mixed with his flashbacks of the tower of joy, but yeah, it's all, it's all up in the air y'all. It's
0: It's all up in the air. Um, Yeah. Shit's going down. So um, thanks so much for tuning in everybody. We will of course um, be recapping so long as I am not in labor. And, um, uh, which my due date is, it's creeping up here guys, but I mean, I don't know. The season could fly by. I could, I could go seven weeks past my due date. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, check us out on purefandom.com and on Facebook. Or on Twitter and Instagram at Pure Underscore Fandom. And of course, we're Pure Fandom on Facebook. If you want to write for us, email Liz at PureFandom.com or Lindy at PureFandom.com. Or if you want a podcast for us, do some YouTube videos. We have tons of different types of content. And our team absolutely rocks. So please check us out. And uh, we will catch you next time. Until then. Capes out.